Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello, and welcome. Tonight, we are talking about giving a critique in our Creative Critique Partner Series. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? So this past week was just crammed full with events pretty much every night of the week. Um, Everything from talking about homeschooling through high school, because yes, I am there, people. It's crazy. Um, Art market, outdoor skills day with my daughter, um, a Friendsgiving, all sorts of crazy stuff going on this week. But my big creative thing for the week was I got to speak about creativity to an honor society of women educators. So that was so much fun. I just was so appreciative of the invitation to speak and the opportunity to hopefully just encourage these incredible um, ladies who have given their lives to teach, which is an incredible job. So congratulations. What an honor. Yes, definitely. So can you give us like a tiny little summary of the types of things that you said about creativity since that's what our entire podcast is about? That's true. (laughs) So Basically, I called it Creativity Sparks Creativity, and my goal in it was just to encourage um, these women to hold on to whatever their creative passions are. You know, we've talked about that a lot on the podcast about, you know, we all have some kind of creative thing that we enjoy doing. Um, So for them to hold on to whatever that is, whether it's writing or art, or whatever their their thing is, and then to share that with the kids that they teach, because that will just spark those kids' creativity. It will give them someone to look up to who, as an adult, follows their passions in you know the creative fields, and so creativity sparks creativity. I love that you did that for these ladies. It's really, really beautiful. Oh, thank you. I'm just excited that I got to. So tell us about your week. What have you been up to? I have been still doing a lot of the adjustment and the transitions and stuff like that. However, I had a super enormous amount of vacation time that I will lose if I don't take it. And so I talked to my supervisor and he said, you need to take it. So I started taking it. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been taking a day here and there instead of stacking them all together because I felt like it was going to be easier for me to recover from a day here and there instead of a whole week off, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so uh, I have been working on poetry since Yay. that. So the last one was last Monday. Yes, last Monday. And so I did have some running around to do. We we're going to be going on a trip at the end of the month. And so I went ahead and got the cars all changed, which it needed it, and the tires aligned and all of that stuff because they told me that it needed it. I don't know if they're telling me the truth. I'm assuming and trusting of my ma- uh, mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a new car, and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like 
got more whistles and screens than <laughs> something that has a lot of whistles and screens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they just tell me what needs to happen and I have to say, okay. Um, so I got all of that done. And then when I got home, I was able to do some more editing. So we're not quite there yet, but we have made some huge progress in the last few weeks. And I'm so yeah. pleased. I'm so very pleased. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. And I love to see the light on your face when you have been able to work on your poetry. That makes me happy. It is. Uh, it, it takes... It takes some of the stress away, to be honest with you. Like this is this whole leadership thing is very new and it's very stressful. Um, it's good. It's challenging. It's a good challenge and you know good stress if there is such a thing. But it's um, it is something that I miss. The the creative stuff is something that I miss. So I like that I was encouraged to, you know, take my vacation days and I also like the way that I'm using them as well because I'm. I'm honoring the creativity and the parts of me that says it needs to be loved on and I'm loving on them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you approve. Absolutely. I give you two thumbs up. <laughs> so we have arrived at the fifth of our six part series on creative critique partners. And this episode's topic is giving a critique. The common bond amongst all of these episodes has been the communication, and you will hear a lot about communication in this episode. It's imperative. <laughs> <laughs> Effectively giving a critique rests in clear communications and our tone and how we give the critique. Super important. Yeah. So every success or failure we've had as critique partners has stemmed from solid communication or a lack thereof. <laughs> so that's why we believe clear and simple communication is the key to the strongest partnerships. We recognize that regardless of your method of communication, it could be email, messaging, video chat, phone call, or even in-person face-to-face. What is that these days, right? <laughs> regardless of your method, something will be miscommunicated at some point. That's just the nature of conversation, unfortunately. We admit the convenience of technology is only in relation to location. <laughs> so using digital forms of communication actually requires us to work harder to give and receive clear messages. The best chance for our words to relay clearly will come through a face-to-face -face conversation coupled with written expectations. If you can do both of those things, man, that's really going to help. Yeah, absolutely. And Joy and I believe a common communication fault is not focusing solely on the conversation. So in other words, if you're not truly listening to one another, if somebody's on their phone or reading an email or multitasking in some other way, you're going to miss something that is imperative in what you're doing. So if you are multitasking, let's just set those things aside and really give your critique partner your full attention, even if it's over a digital platform. Uh, we struggle to focus on the words that someone says and the subtext behind them if we are distracted. And we're here to tell you that you will miss something in communication, but we could give you some tips to potentially avoid that outcome or to bounce back after a mishap. Mm -hmm. And the first way that you can ensure clear communication is to repeat back your partner's request. 
And sometimes we hear the exact words another person says, but in our minds, we translate that into something completely different. Or we think that we know what your, the partner really, really wants because of our personal experiences. Everything flows through the filter of our personal experiences, right? And the way that we absorb those words, it can be different than what the partner is really trying to say. So if you repeat it back to them, and then we can really talk about some clarification there. So when you're in the fast food drive through and the worker doesn't repeat your order or it flashes too quickly on the screen for you to view because, you know, some of the fast food places have a screen now and it'll like put your order on there. And you're like, did it say no onions? I can't remember. It's like too fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> So whenever it flashes too quickly or you can't understand when they repeat it, like there's a sense of dread that kind of cools in your veins, right? Yeah. I know I do because I'm a no onions girl and I can't, Same. I can't handle it. Like I just can't handle raw yep. onions. Especially Taco Bell. Hello, stop putting the onions in my bean burritos. Sorry. <laughs> just had to throw that out there. It's a soapbox. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. All right. That's continue. But um, so why do we get this like sense of dread? Uh, and you know, I'm not a scientist and I don't really have any like actual evidence to back this up. But I think, <laughs> I think it's because almost every time that I haven't been able to confirm the workers has received my message and my order properly, like I always have to remove <laughs> onions from my burger, right? Yep. <clears throat> it's. It's a first world problem. <laughs> it really is. If your partner, <laughs> like that fast food worker, doesn't repeat your expectations, your order, so to speak, ask him to do so. That's mm -hmm. a life lesson. Okay? You can bring this into other relationships as well. You don't have to passively sit by and wonder if you're going to get the bacon, lettuce, pickle, hold the mayo. Okay? Just, <laughs> just ask, would you repeat my order? Or... Can we make sure we're on the same page, please? This little tiny bit of boldness could help you avoid frustration and a culmination of incidents that eventually mutate into a bitter monster. Mm. So take that extra step to repeat back initial requests. And a good practice would be to do this in the midst of a critique as well, just to clarify anything you might be uncertain about. Okay, this doesn't necessarily mean it's just, just a one thing at the beginning. Like, this is something you should do frequently. Um, and a second way to maintain clear communication through a critique is to always strive for clarity in your notes as you articulate your reactions to your partner. When we critique another person's work, it's sometimes hard to verbalize what we think the problem is or how our friend might correct it. So in these cases, may and I suggest a metaphor referencing life or an example from our own experiences may help clarify our point. You might be tempted to skip over an issue you spot because you're unsure how to word the problem. Please don't do that. <laughs> Mm, yeah, you could be second guessing if an issue even exists since you can't quite pinpoint it, but trust your instincts, okay? Devote the time to pick apart your thoughts. Get to the core of what's bothering you about that section of the piece or that little tiny nugget of something that's niggling in your brain <laughs> um, and take a moment and flesh that out to explain it. And if you discover it's not a problem, 
fine. Maybe you talk yourself out of it, but it could be something that is exactly the piece of information your partner needs in order to get their piece just Mm -hmm. right. What if you do nothing? You'll hinder your partner and yourself because you've broken a bit of that trust as well because you haven't taken the time and given the respect to your partner to take the time to figure out your thoughts and how to turn your, you know, amorphous amorphous thoughts into actual tangible words. And the thing is, though, like the more that you practice turning your reactions into words, the better you become at it. So... It might take you a a good while the first couple of critiques, but you'll get better and better and better at it as you move along. And um, as much as your partner will benefit from knowing what you found, you will also benefit by practicing the translations of that Mm -hmm. thought. So it gets easier. We promise. (laughs) Don't give up. (laughs) Great point. So often the best thing you can do when you critique, and this is our final communication tip for you in this episode, is to ask your partner a question. Often the very best critique you can offer is a well-placed question. Questions guide the creative to his own conclusions without inserting your assumptions or your preferences. Construct questions with genuine curiosity. Let wonder guide you. Isn't that a fun thing? Wonder and curiosity, all of those things. Really put yourself into that piece that's Mm -hmm. there and really try to understand it on a core level. And that's where those questions will come up. So you should put aside any natural sarcasm or negativity because if you have questions, most likely your partner does too. And that could really cause some insecurities if you're leaning toward the negativity and sarcasm approach to critique. Um, Neither approach will be effective here and it could be destructive to your relationship. So we don't want that to happen. That's true. Plus, you never know when questions could result in brainstorming solutions over cookie dough and a giant jar of pickles. And who doesn't love cookie dough and pickles? (laughs) Me. (laughs) Oh, but you love cookie dough and you love pickles. I do. I just don't love them together. And it seems as if we're going to be eating them at the same time. I feel a little um, hesitant to eat them simultaneously. (laughs) Oh, you don't know what you're missing. (laughs) crazy lady. Exactly. (laughs) So on that odd note, (laughs) let's talk about tone and how it can make or break your critique. (laughs) So we've got a few tips for you that we will bring together to give you a formula for critiquing success. Aren't we nice? First, it's more beneficial to present your critique in a conversational voice rather than in like a lecturing, condescending tone, because who likes to be lectured, right? Mm-hmm. Most people refer, prefer cozy chats around the fire pit. I love fire pits. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, our next tone tip for you is to critique the work, not the creative. Mm-hmm. So this one doesn't require a whole lot of explanation. Honestly, just simply remember your suggestions are how to improve the piece and shouldn't have anything to do with your partner's moral credibility or mental state, for example, nor should they be a platform for praising yourself. 
Yeah, when I was in college, I was on the speech and debate team, and we had this thing about, like, when we were debating, we had no ad hominems, and I literally had to look up the word ad hominem because I was not as smart as the other people on the speech and debate team. So... (laughs) And ad hominem is an attack on somebody's personal um, personal credibility or characteristics. So none of that, no ad hominems. I've just taught you a new word unless you're one of those smart people who are on the speaking debate team. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we don't want to do that. We want to attack the issues. We want to talk about the issues. We want to talk about the piece and the purpose and the motivation and theme and all of that stuff. That's the stuff we're going to be asking questions for, not, are you crazy? Why in the world did you use those two colors together? Oh, God, please don't do that. Don't <laughs> do that. People. Not nice. Yeah. <laughs> Play nice, people. Come Play on. Nice. <laughs> So finally, finally, guys, we suggest you infuse your honesty with a great deal of tact. And now that's really what we're talking about here. You will most likely need to present some harsh truth bombs at some point. Those don't have to blow up, though. Like, they could, they can be dormant. It's fine. Uh, this is where questions come into play. So any well-constructed, well-placed question can help your partner reach his own conclusions. And that's super important, too, because it's their piece. And the more that they have to think about it, the more that they will be able to create their own answers to these questions. And you could honestly comment your own viewpoint and let them morph the piece into something that is more you than that is them. So questions really give them an opportunity to make it completely original. And yes, you are the critique partner and you are helping to shape this piece. But your goal, remember, your goal is to help your partner reach their own vision, not your vision of the piece. Yeah. So just because the idea isn't your jam, it doesn't diminish your partner's passion for whatever piece of creativity they are, they are shaping and putting into the world. Highlight the positives around the negatives. And so that way you're not just harping on what you consider, what the issues are. You're also building something that is um, beautiful and brilliant and it's, just molding this this piece into something that the person will be proud of whenever they present it to the world. Yeah, so true. So here's a QWERTY tip for you that will help with each of the tone tips we've shared. Reread your comments and commentary before sending them to your partner. Delete anything that attacks the person rather than the problem. If something lacks tact or compassion, erase and reword it. Simple Mm. as that. Yeah. And if you're doing this over the phone or face to face, whenever you're using, you're talking about the critique, it might not always be in an email or in a comment section on a, on a word document. If you're doing it face to face, just be present in that moment. Be aware of the words that are floating around in your head and make sure that there's a really good critique partner filter that's right in front of your voice box guys. Because every word really does matter. And if one slip up can really hinder that person for a good while, if, if, and you know, there, there is grace, there is forgiveness, there is all of those things. And it's not necessarily that this person is going to turn into a bitter ball if you call them, you know, a goofball or something like that. But if we can prevent that, Let's do so. Let's keep this relationship in the most healthiest place that it can be. The most healthiest place that it can be. <laughs> oh, wow, grammar queen. <laughs> so. I wasn't saying a word. <laughs> 
let's keep this relationship the healthiest that it can possibly be by trying to prevent mishaps like this. Simple as that. And to round out what we have discussed tonight about communication and tone, we encourage you to get specific with your feedback and always, always, always give a reason. Don't necessarily just say, mm, it's just not hitting me in the right spot. Um, <laughs> that's not helpful, my friend. Um, that it's good to know that there's something that's not quite right. And if you legitimately don't know why it's not right, it's okay to say it, but that's where we got to go back up to the beginning of this episode and talk about translating our thoughts into, into words that we can present to our critique partners. So, um, always give a reason. Random comments that lean more toward your preferences will only serve to kind of end the partnership especially if that's where your go-to, if that's your go-to, if you don't bring much to the table other than that. So specific suggestions with reasons to back them or well-formed questions to help work out a potential issue leads to further discussion and brainstorming and a blossoming and happy relationships. And that's the goal. <laughs> that sounds so beautiful. <laughs> but this beautiful utopian critique partner society is what we're talking about here. And so we're trying to emulate that as much as possible with the understanding that we will make mistakes. But we are also people who are, are able to forgive. Yes. So important. Mm -hmm. And that leads us directly to a formula we hope helps you as it has us. And we call it our QWERTY critique truth bomb that slays formula. Isn't that just a the mouthful? The Vampire Slayer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. So that might have gotten named <laughs> because of my Buffy the Vampire Slayer fix <laughs> right now. Cool. They're Here cool. There we go. One day I'm going to watch that show. <laughs> I know. We're going to talk about this off air. <laughs> oh, dear mercy. I think I've just given her a heart attack. I just, I don't, okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I said I know. would. I had no idea. Though. Oh, no. I had no idea. I've shamed myself. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's good. It's good. I'm not judging. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> so, right, tell us about this QWERTY critique truth bomb that slays formula. <laughs> you said that so happily. All right. So here it is. Commendation plus opinion plus discussion equals an effective truth. Mix in specificity. And that gives you the truth bomb that slays. So let me kind of yeah, elaborate. One more time. <laughs> A well-constructed truth bomb commends the author's creativity or accomplishments, presents your opinion, and leaves room for further discussion. When you take those three things, okay, so you commend something that the uh, creative has done well, and then you present your opinion, your suggestions, your feedback, and make sure that you leave room open for further discussion or brainstorming, then add specific feedback to back up whatever your opinions are. You've got a truth bomb that slays. Well done. Oh, thank well you. done. Well done us. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Okay. We've perfected that. <laughs> well, there you go. But you do get to give us the QWERTY challenge. 
it is time for the QWERTY <laughs> challenge. So let's do that, ladies and gentlemen. This week's QWERTY challenge focuses in on building good communication skills by evaluating the clarity of a recent conversation. So think over a recent conversation with your partner or someone else if you haven't found your CP just yet, because it could be that you need a little bit more time to do that. And that is okay, my friends. Write out in your own words what you understood from this conversation. Share it with that person and ask him or her if you got the message right. So this is, we're really focusing here on the translation of communication here. So is what I'm hearing actually what you're saying to me? That's kind of the sum up of that. How can you improve for future communications if you got something wrong? And also you can look at what you got right as well. And you can have that conversation with the person that you are kind of interviewing about this situation. So yeah. have some fun doing yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think this could be a very interesting exercise and challenge for all of us to do, really. Yeah, absolutely. And not just about critique partners. Mm -hmm. you, know, you could ask your critique, your critique partner for sure, but you could also ask your partner or your mm -hmm. children or another family member or friend where maybe there was something that wasn't sitting with you properly, you know, thinking that maybe something wasn't quite right. And you can feel the tension, can't you, whenever you're in a relationship and something happens and it's like, ah, maybe I didn't handle that properly, but they seem to be okay. So I'm just going to keep going mm -hmm. and not address it. It would be interesting to go back, talk about that conversation, and see where maybe you got something wrong and how you can improve. And that's going to help you not only in a critique partner relationship, but also in your life. Absolutely. Great point. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really passionate about this whole communication thing. It's been, um, it's, it's really been drilled into me, uh, throughout my life, how important communication is to the point where I actually over communicate. And my husband is like, can you, maybe we should just dial it back a second because I don't need to know about your tonal clippings, you know, see, <laughs> some things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not that particularly. That was like a, what do they call it? A hypothetical situation. However, <laughs> I can't say I'm too far off. <laughs> it's <laughs> too funny mm. but communication it is, big. is good it is key as we say throughout all of this especially any kind of relationship and partnership so mm -hmm. for yeah. sure okay well you guys have a fantastic week mm, and go make something bye bye thanks for listening until the end seriously you're a trooper do you think pretty writing life is the bomb may you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting cordywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.